Welcome, welcome, welcome. Make sure I got my mic on because I'm known for doing that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Dukes of Football Wednesday Night Live. So I'm trying to do something and it's not working. And but that's okay. Eventually it will. But until then, welcome. Hey, everybody. This is your man's the one. This is Dukes of Football brought to you by, um, where are we brought to you by? BW Sports One, the network. We're also powered by Elite Performance. Uh, if you want to get in that Elite Performance shape, make sure you contact our good friend Zach Dyer over at Elite Performance 765199. No, I did that all wrong. 765 four nine nine one zero zero five so that is good performance over there let's see and you are looking for some new year's ink therapy to help uh get rid of the old and bring in the new check out our good friends todd and katie durham over at revved up tattoos uh once you go in there make sure you tell them to uh uh, the BW1, BW Sports 1 sent ya. Hello. Uh, let's see who else, who else? The Fighter's Friend, D8, D9, CBD product. All good for your healing alternative supplement. Uh, use promo code BW Sports 1 and see what kind of cool things that you'll get from them. Uh, printed Memories, wonderful apparel directed to print or order bases and be legit be lit organics um <laughs> ooh, okay let's see um oh yeah rogue energy rogueenergy.com bw sports one again promo code check out all these promo codes that we got for you because uh you get some cool things off um i think uh rogue energy is like 10 percent off your purchase um, I have not yet gotten my order in at the finder's friend, so I'm not quite sure what my, uh, cool thing is going to be. It says, once you go in there, it'll tell you what your, uh, cool little cool, cool thing is going to be. So, uh, yeah, still not working and I don't know why, but it's okay. I'm good with that. But so here we go. Um, Again, like I said, this is a Dukes of football, and this is episode 34. Uh, the NCW, we have an NCAA chant. Um, and then it is, you know, first week of the playoffs for NFL. It's wild card week. So um, let's get comfortable. Uh, let's get back. Let's look at the one sport his uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, get up. Uh, Michigan Big Ten uh, rag uh, tile is not coming down anytime soon uh eventually it is going to be hung up on some of this thing back here all the little gizmo we got going on in the office uh you know we always got the cool pineapple because we live in a pineapple under the sea and over here obviously the corporal girls varsity basketball uh program team schedule so all that good stuff so um let's see great week of football we had the um national championship which we're going to talk about here in a second um uh, we had week 18 of the nfl season 
Um, we know how that went for some teams, and we know how that went for other teams. Smiles and tears and angry cheers all around the NFL um, and also here in Indy. So um, it was a up and down weekend here in Indy. You know, you had the Coastal were extremely upset about um, losing on Sunday. Um, but then you turn around and then Lucas Oil hosts another fabulous football game. Well, they didn't host this one because they were in Jacksonville, their nemesis, but we'll talk about that later. Ooh, excuse me. Um, let's see where we're at. Um, we're talking about today's lineup. Oh, yes. So um, we got that and that and that. Uh, so, oh, you had the national championship here. Uh, so that was uh, exciting. Uh, the city was ablaze. Um, you had a, a, another wonderful production by the city of Indianapolis in hosting grand events when it comes to um, uh, 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 sports things. Um, y'all who see this outside of the state of Indiana, y'all uh, don't really experience the fact that we're we're very experienced in um, providing quality, um, large venue sporting entertainment. Um, you guys tend to forget that we do have a event that we host um, every single year for the last hundred or so odd years um, where we bring in about a quarter, a quarter to a half a million people um, um, for a two week span. So uh, which is the Indianapolis 500. So um, there are events here that we could do. We especially again last year are doing the COVID um, a shutdown when the NCAA put the whole uh, men's tournament here in Indiana. Um, again, we put on the whole um, thing that, you know, we had 64 teams here in the state and we did it like we always do. So, um, again, you saw the, if you watched the national championship game, you saw that it was a, um, a pretty spectacular type of uh, thingy majig going on. Ah, I got it. I win. <laughs> apparently not because that is not what i did but anyway um so uh we're gonna get on into it let's see here so we're gonna start with uh my bookie ncaa may can chatter 50 percent deposit match up to a thousand and a free ten dollar bet at mybookie.ag so go ahead and hit those guys up that website use our promo code Get the deals, win the money, win the cash, holler back at us and say, we did it, son. We did it. The one. All right. So here we go. Let's get into it. First up, we got the, obviously, there's no first up. This is the only thing we got. We do got something else, but we get, let me follow my notes. Yeah, I got too many things going on at once, buddy. So he's kind of played in here a little bit, but not too much. All right, so we get into it. Uh, like I said, national championship game here in Indianapolis. Uh, we had Alabama and Georgia. You know, uh, we obviously talked about our displeasure and how they had it completely set up for that particular matchup. I know I'm not a fan of rematches, especially that late in the year when it comes to national championships, but you cannot <laughs> – denied that both of those teams really earned their spot to be there. Um, the other two teams, Michigan and Cincinnati, had an opportunity. 
Um, they uh, just destroyed that opportunity quick, fast, in a hurry. So those are the two teams you had. Uh, it was a pretty good game, you know, despite what the score was at the end of the game. Um, I think it what was it right, right here. Um, uh, yeah, 33-18. Um, the score for the game was not really how the game was going. That was, uh, you know, the pick six at the end of the game. And the, um, I mean, the quick 14, what was it, 21, 10-point score um, at the end of the game uh, for Georgia. It was like the whole first half of the game. You know, it was kind of what we expected, a defensive um, a struggle, a couple of big plays here and there. But most of the time, most often it was, you know, good plays by the defense. Georgia's defense was looking a little better. You know, we was getting field goals here and there, but it was a good defensive game. Um, I think at one point where you could see where the game started and the momentum started to switch towards uh, the Georgia side is when uh, Alabama's number one receiver um, had went out for the game with the, the nasty knee injury. If I don't know if you follow or not on the Facebook or Twitter feed, I did um, say something about that because they looked nasty. Uh, you know, they tried to say that he had an opportunity to come back in the game, but I could see how that thing twisted and shifted and moved um, that that was not happening. They already had their other uh, big name, big time uh, wide receiver not playing at all. So um, you take out two of your biggest weapons on the offensive end that also plays into Georgia's um, dominance on defense when it comes to the run because it kind of puts you in that situation where you had to do that. So Georgia made the plays. Um, great job for the walk-on um, who just wanted to play at Georgia, wouldn't do, wouldn't leave, do anything, stayed his time, got his shot. You know, everybody doubted him all year, kept saying, why well, we're not going to put in this other guy, why we put in this prototype. Kind of the same talk that you was hearing um, at Michigan where you had Cade and then you had J.J. behind him. You know, you got the supreme talent who obviously is going to lead Michigan into and also um, lead um, Georgia likewise into the future with what they do at the quarterback position. But right now, there's no point to give away the guy who is being steady. Guys who don't turn over the ball, make the right plays, um, and make the right decisions IQ-wise on the football field. So um, great job, um, Georgia, on winning the national championship. Um, and, yes, as I see the note on here, um, Georgia with like um blah 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 the um like uh the note that I see on here Dan and I both called Georgia at the beginning of the year um so uh look like we actually know something I think it's the first time Dan that we actually picked the uh the national the, the actual winner I think this is the first time that we picked the winner at the beginning of the year uh, I'd have to go back and check in the archives. Uh, by the way, if you want to check out the archives, pretty much all of our shows that we have ever done um, for football is on our YouTube channel. You can check that out, subscribe, hit that button, and then you'll get the, the links and the likes to let you know when we're going live um, for the football show. So as we do that, we both picked them for that. So it was a great thing. Um, so next up on the uh, the uh, college side of things, uh, we have here the way too early uh, NCAA Final Twenty Five, or the way too the way too early NCAA Top Twenty Five for next season. So you know they always have to do a little extra here and there and to do all those things you got to do to talk about the next season and predict and blase scoop de scoop. You know, if you've watched us long enough, 
you know that uh, we are not a fan of rankings until I say about week five or six. I say week five is a good week because you've played at least one or two, um, you know, throwaway games or just win me games. And you've probably, if you schedule right, if you're a good team, you've probably played one uh, game or two games if you're in the upper echelon of football in college realm. You've probably played, you know, two games ranked. So I uh, guess a ranked or a very good opponent or a good named opponent. So I would say, me personally, I would say week five would be a good week uh, to start actually ranking uh, the college teams. Uh, Dan is set in on week six. Either way, I couldn't go. I wouldn't fight you either way. So, but they do have it out for this upcoming um, this upcoming season. So um, as you can always expect, if, what we see every year, you got Alabama at the top. Uh, you got who finished 13 and two. Uh, you got uh, OSU, uh, which is the school in Ohio. Um, they finished 11 and two and they're at number two, Georgia at uh, number three, who finished 14 and one. Uh, Texas A&M. This is the one I know they beat Alabama, but this is the one that I'm little love like wonder about now, i did see some things that i did like i'm not sure i have to dig into it to see how many people they got returning and what key positions that they have people returning but i'm looking at this right here and i mean finishing the season eight and four i mean you didn't even come out to play either one of the um playing the sec championship or i think they i don't even think they had an opportunity to so um but you know obviously um i do this you know because i like to talk about sports and the people who pick the shit uh, they get paid, so they obviously have some inside information that the one does not have. But if you guys weren't paying attention, or if you guys did notice last night, uh, we rate we debuted Checkers of Records, and I'm sure our new co-host of the awesome racing show that we have, the source, is going to have some info for me when it comes to uh, these all college football scenarios. So following that number five, you got Michigan who finished at 12 and two. Uh, see Notre Dame comes up at six, 11 and two, uh, Utah, seven, 10 and four, uh, number eight, NC state, nine and three, Oklahoma state, 12 and two, Michigan state, 11 and two. That rounds out the top 10. I'm not going to go through the whole 25 because really most of the time, most people don't really care about the schools past number 10, unless it's your school that you are watching. So, um, that's what we got for that. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do I got? See, who are you looking? The question is, who are you looking outside of the power five to make some noise? Um, kind of like Cincinnati did last year. Um, outside the power five, you know, I like BYU. Um, from what I'm looking at, I like BYU. Uh, there was another one that I can't really come to mind, uh, but I'm not really seeing a whole lot. Maybe Houston. Maybe Houston will probably uh, sneak in there out of Conference USA. No, they're leaving Conference USA. So they will be in the Power Five. So um, I guess I don't know until um, until we decide, you know, what how the breakdown of the conferences. I did see something in college football news. Uh, pop on right before it, it hopped on was uh, some schedule changes. 
They're going to start to do more cross state or some things like that. Divisional rivalries with the, uh, more in the power five to, for these guys to try to combat what's going on in the SEC. So uh, we'll get to see how that turns out. Uh, getting a little scratchy. So, um, um, so yeah, I'm at the reserve on that. Maybe we'll dig into that when we uh, do some of our off path uh, shows in the off season, in the summer season, waiting for the start of football season once again. Maybe we'll entertain that uh, during the draft as well. Um, let's see. Next question: Who can dethrone the SEC? Um, Looks like uh, Dan says the Big Ten looking strong for a possible push, but the SEC adding Oklahoma and Texas Texas is going to be interesting. Um, I do agree with you. It is going to be interesting adding those schools. Um, I would have thought more so Oklahoma if Lincoln Riley had stayed, uh, but we'll have, we'll, I'll open, I'll save my comments for um, after we see how that breaks down when the season starts. Um when it comes to Texas, I mean, I just don't feel Texas. You know, Texas is, I think, is a letdown. I think it's going to be a real big hit for them coming to to make that adjustment over into the SEC. I think I still think Oklahoma have a better shot at it. Um, their offense, I mean, their style of football is more suited for the SEC. Texas is still trying to make that transition, so I see Oklahoma to be somewhere in the middle of the pack. I see Texas to be somewhere down at the bottom of the pack. Um, I think the Big Ten does have a really good shot at challenging the SEC, but it's going to have to be a team that has the opportunity to open the game up. I don't think that you can win a Big Ten, win a national championship with a traditional Big Ten style of offense where you rely on the run game and you play defense. Um, these SEC and these ACC schools have way too many athletes on the outside that doesn't allow you to do that. And plus their offensive lines and defensive lines are as big as yours, but as more at or more athletic. So you're going to have to be able to have a, a diverse offense where you can still have that pound and ground, but you also be able to play action and spread the ball out when you need be. Uh, the way it looks from the Big Ten, there's only really two teams, maybe three teams that have that ability to do that. If you look at the team's, uh, where they have them, I think, in this top 25 uh, way too early. I think they have, I think, six Big Ten teams in there. But if you look at it, there are only maybe two or three Big Ten teams that have that ability to make that adjustment. Um, that'd be OSU, Michigan, and Michigan State. OSU has the horses to compete. They have those type of athletes where they can do that, and they've been doing that offense or that wide-open style of football for a while, so they're already ready to do it. And from what I've seen in the bowl game, what they got coming out, which was, was supposed to be a negative for them with Olave and a couple of the other guys not playing, but you saw Marvin Harrison Jr. step up. I think there was a tight end, and this quarterback is going to be around for a while. So um, I can see why they got them up there, and I can see how they can compete from the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan showed that they have the the ability to run the ball and still be able to flex it on the outside. They just didn't have all of those type of weapons. You know what I mean? When you got three stars and one five-star going against four stars and all five stars, eventually that talent shows up, and that's what you saw. But you can see the transition and the ability 
that they showed and Michigan State as well, the transition the ability to show that they are willing to test the outsides and do a more a, a read and run or run and read style of uh, offense to give them the opportunity. Now, with the good showings that they had this year, maybe that will rub off and they'll be able to get some of those recruiting um, higher talents. I did see that Michigan's recruiting uh, did jump up a little bit. Didn't really pay attention to little brother Michigan States, but we'll go from there. But I do think that that is an opportunity. Um, Notre Dame, I thought my challenge, but we'll see how all that stuff flies out. Uh, Clemson, not yet. Clemson's one year away from getting back into that limelight. I don't see anybody else. Maybe NC State, but um, we'll see. Um, so uh, there you have it for uh, college. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a little small commercial break. And then I will give you what the elite performance social media football question of the week was. And we'll continue to have that conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, on the Facebook feed so uh, people can see that and join in. Uh, and then we'll get into our NFL um, super wild card game. So I'm not going to dive into a whole bunch of NFL stuff. We're going to do a lot of that when it comes into talking about the matchups for the playoff games for the weekend. Um, I'm a reserve. I, I do have a couple notes on here for season ending type of things for the NFL, but I'd rather do that really as a show when we finish uh, the season. That way we can recollect on the whole season as a whole. Um, and then maybe some of those coaching changes have might have been uh, filled in. So uh, let's jump here to a uh, real quick, will, a will, will, will quick, real quick, will, real quick break. And then we'll be right back and we'll do our um, Doc Sports NFL picks and talk about football, the NFL. Five, four, three, two. Wrong one. Sorry about that. <laughs> Welcome back. Commercial break over with. Um, looks like we got some comments on the YouTube. Um, foreign. I don't know. Um, you can't spam us. Uh, we're poor, broke. <laughs> I don't know. But if you're watching, I have no idea what you're saying. But, hey, you're the man. Way to go. Thanks for tuning in outside of the continental United States. Now, I can't be a real asshole about it. Because I know if you listen to the audio streams, um, throughout the pod, the podcast network through podcast outlets through the SoundCloud system. Um, we do, if you do see that, we do get um, quite a bit of listeners from outside of the country. You know, uh, do we have, we have a nice European following. So that's pretty cool. Um, I do know we have about maybe six or seven 
um, consistent listeners over in the UK. So that excites me a lot because I cannot wait till I get my opportunity to go across the pond and I'm going to get it. I feel in the next three to five years, I think I'm going to be over in the pond. And if you don't think that I'm going to wear suits and little funny hats the whole time that I'm there, you have thought wrong. But anyway, let's get back to uh, the football conversation. So uh, here we go. Inside the NFL Cooler brought to you by Circle Center Cryogenics. We freeze just about anything but people. So please don't call them. Be like, can you freeze my husband? Because he got, you know, form of cancer and we want to keep you around so they can save it. No, that's not what they do. They make some of your mechanical parts last longer and perform better. So hit him up. Uh, Brian over there, he'll take really, 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 really good care of you. So um, now that takes us on to uh, we can't have week 18 because there is no power rankings for that. All right. So um, we were supposed to be talking about stuff there. There we go. That was supposed to be what you're looking at. So we moved down here. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Back up, back up. We'll do that again. I'm supposed to give you this, the Elite Performance Social Media Football Question of the Week, brought to you by Elite Performance, where performance is done elitely. I'm still working on that one. I'm going to have something fly for you guys for Elite Performance. But the social media question um, that we posed, I think I put it out yesterday. We had a, a good dialect. Uh, yesterday on the social media question. i like to see a little more because it's for the whole week. We'll talk about it on there, but I'll mention it right now. Um, and this it kind of generates a lot for the local people. So with the Colts out of the playoff race, um, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers still playing. Does Jonathan Taylor have a shot at the NFL MVP? Uh, remember, it is a regular season award. But I say that to say this. I feel that if the Colts would have made the playoffs, um, handled their business in Jacksonville, uh, which seems to be a huge nemesis for the uh, the Colts organization as having to win on the road in Jacksonville um, to get into the playoffs. I think this might be the third or fourth time that they lost when it had something to matter when it comes to the playoffs. So um, if they'd have handled their business and won, and they had two opportunities. They had two weeks that they could have clinched and put, you know, my guys right out of the playoffs. But, you know, they didn't do it. And you can have so many blames. I don't think Jonathan Taylor was to blame, but he is going to suffer the most of this because of what opportunity he did not have. But I feel if they won the game, he would have had still been in a conversation for the MVP um, but I think if you I think you can't be in that conversation if your team doesn't make the playoffs. Um, I said it on the feed. This is not the MLB where Major League Baseball, where the MVP can be on a team that does not make the playoffs. I mean, I don't when was the last time? I mean, I know some baseball people are going to correct me, but I'm sure when was the last time MVP was actually a playoff team? I know the American League, it's been a while because last year it was Otani, right? Um, Angels did make the playoffs. I think the year before that was Mike Trout. 
Angels did make the playoffs. I think the year before that was Mike Trout. Angels did make the playoffs. And I think it was a couple uh, Brewers that, that had it and didn't do it. You know what I mean? So um, I will say football does have it that way. The NBA has it that way. You're not going to win the MVP if your team doesn't make the playoffs. Point blank and period. Point blank and period. And I don't feel that you should be in the MVP conversation if your team doesn't make the playoffs. I mean, you got to at least make the playoffs. But you can't deny that he has a 2,000-yard season. You can't deny that he did lead the league in rushing. You can't deny he was the youngest 2,000-yard rusher uh, in NFL history. All is said and great and done. Did make the playoffs. And that's why I reference the fact that he is going to suffer the most from the rest of his team, Carson Wentz, not being able to show up in big-time moments. There you have it. And I'm not going to sit here and just bash the Colts. Not going to do it. Dan and I said at the beginning of the year, this team had the pieces and the potential to be a playoff team and a title uh, contending team. But it's all going to come down to the play of Carson Wentz. And what did Dan and I say? It came right down to it. This is the other thing that we got right, Dan, is this debacle. You know what I'm saying? You was ready to have him out of Philly. Ooh, Philly made the playoffs, by the way. Uh, and we wanted to see how it went. And it was a failed mistake. I'd have rather had to see Philip Rivers stay than Carson Wentz come into Indy. So uh, we're going to see what moves that they're going to make. Is the Ursay's, Ursay, Mr. Ursay here, you know, has been clean of his pills for a while. So um, he says that there's going to be some changes. Guys, things, things got to change. You know, so he wants to put a winning um, product out on the field for the state of Indy. He said we deserve that. And I kind of believe him because he's made moves and he's won uh, before. So we'll see. Uh, will Frank and Carson stay? Will they leave? What changes are going to be made? Man, to see what Mr. Ursay does. So um, by saying that, thank you, Colts. Appreciate your generosity. Because the Steelers is in the playoffs. Biz last year, um, no losing seasons ever in his career. That's, I don't even want to talk about it. If you follow me, you just saw the post that I put up. I'm going to share it from my page over to the BW Sports One. Don't know why I didn't do it the first time. Probably because I was doing nine things at once, and I just put it on the wrong page, so I'm going to share it over the other one. I'm not going to list all his stats, you know I mean? All the greatness, all the Hall of Fame uh, things he's got going on. We're going to, you know, minus the motorcycle, minus the aggressive um, dating uh, practices uh, used in Vegas at a time or two. Regardless of that, you know what I mean? You know, the guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I appreciate the coach for allowing my guys to stay in there and um, do what uh, we might and might not be able to do uh, this wild card weekend. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you much. So um, we moving on. Uh, duh, 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 duh. So, no, but we can conversate about that furthermore onto the, uh, the page, so to speak. So um, moving on, moving on. Uh, we had coaching changes. Um, obviously, we had quite a few of them that were um, expected. I know we did a show further back. I think it was like episode, um, let's see, where are we on? 34? we on 34? Yeah, so I'm going to say around maybe 25, 26, when we did a question um, who were coaches in the hot seat, somewhere around the mid, the mid range. Um, and we kind of pretty much nailed it for the coaches that were on the hot seat 
and and their seat is no longer hot. Their seat is cold as hell, and they're looking for a new seat. So Chicago, uh, which we obviously knew, got rid of Matt Nagy. We knew that was going to happen. We were actually surprised. I definitely was actually surprised that this didn't happen in the middle of the season. But whatever. In the NFLs, I know you guys heard me say before, I'm not a fan of firing coaches in the middle of the season. That applies to college and lower. Pros, uh, grown men, hey, whatever you do, what you do. Um, so we expected that to happen. They also got rid of the GM. Uh, we expected the Mike Zimmer um, firing, um, more so uh, the source and Dan than I. Um, but the Mike, we kind of expected it. Uh, we expected the Joe Judge. Again, that was one that we thought should have been done during the season. Um, and then we was speculating why it didn't happen when all the other ones happened at 8 o'clock in the morning on Monday. And it took Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show for them to do it. Um, I don't understand why if he was going to fire why he was helping interview the guy who was going to come in and fire him or it's some vice versa or whatever. But um, maybe they wanted a day all to their own to um, to fire him. So I'm not really sure, but that should uh, be a job that is open as well. Um, I'll give you those jobs here in a minute. The one firing that was surprising, though, um, I know they talked about it on the shows that, you know, we all watch during the week. Um, but the uh, Brian Flores in uh, Miami, that one was a little surprising. I did, I know we we might have mentioned it when he was one in seven, but you know the team rallied around him. Tua started to play better. Um, the defense started to play the way that um, Dan thought that they were supposed to play um, with the secondary that they had. So it was nice to see them finish the way they did uh, throughout the season. So it was kind of hard. Uh, to understand why. I think they might regret that situation, but I think there were some button heads between him, the GM, and the owner. Um, so I guess it's whoever polished off the owner the best was going to get the job. And so, you know, I guess I know how that turned out. Um, he didn't He didn't do that. So um, anxious to see. So that adds, what, seven jobs available uh, for uh, new coaches. And out of the seven, only one of them is currently in the playoffs, and that is the Raiders. So that might be uh, the team that wins the the the. Ooh, damn! We should do some awards, the WNL awards, the Wednesday Night Live awards show by the Dukes of Football. But they would definitely get my um, team the best resolve. Team with the best resolve uh, award for the season. You go through, um, I mean, I know it's not an issue, and they. I love that they made it a non-issue, but a question came up uh, every once in a while, you know, about the offensive or the uh, the player who um, was openly gay, the first one in the NFL. So, you know, that was, um, an, uh, I don't want to say an issue, but it was a topic. Um, and then you have all the John Gruden uh, things going on. Um, but then you had the receiver uh, who, you know, kills uh, the lady and the drunken driver, you know, and he has to sit there and listen to, you know, the agonizing screams of the lady dying in the fire because the fire department moved a little slow. Not their fault. You should have been driving drunk. Uh, and then you had another receiver with another DUI issue. So there's been a lot going on around the Raiders, but yet they rally and they still make the playoffs. 
So I like the resolve around that team, but don't know how long they're going to last. But um, so they would definitely get my resolve team. So the teams that you got open for uh, new coaches is Denver, uh, the Bears, we talked about, the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Vikings, the Giants, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So got some all pretty good jobs. I know Jacksonville is still a good job looking at it because you got a, a good talent in Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Uh, Giants are not sure. Vikings are probably going to have to do some work. How long are you going to believe in Kirk Cousins? Bears should be a pretty appetizing job. Uh, Dolphins is going to have some issues to get done. Raiders is going to be an appetizing job in Denver. Denver underscore is going to be a really good job to have. Um, so those are our coaching um, head coaches, dismissals, and things going up. Um, I had some like this, uh, but I think I'm going to wait for this. Uh, the biggest disappointment and the biggest surprise uh, for the season and what we expect in the offseason. I think we're going to do that when we do our uh, season's end um, show after the season. So we'll take care of that. So let's go ahead and jump into our games. Um, so we got the uh, Doc Sports NFL Picks of the Week. Brought to you by Doc Sports. Text uh, text BW Sports one two two nine zero two two for your uh, free sixty dollars in picks. All right, so let's take care of this because I think I got some Pacers and I think oh we got a good matchup tonight, but that's way after the show that we got the Bulls and the Nets. Uh, we get to see, we're supposed to see the big three. Kyrie is not playing in the game. is not in Brooklyn or in New York, so he has an opportunity. So, <clears throat> there you go. Uh, Doc Sports picks a game one. So, we got our Saturday games. Excuse me. Uh, first game on Saturday. You got, uh, see, this game is on NBC 430 tip-off. You got the Raiders at 10 and 7 at the Bengals 10 and 7. Um, the line right now, this one is negative five and a half. Cincy over under is 49. Obviously, these are going to change as we get closer to uh game time. So obviously I will update these uh picks once I post them for those particular days. Uh let's see. So that game is going to be good. You got the Raiders we talked about earlier and Cincinnati who is a team I think a lot of teams don't want to play uh, because of the excitement and the no fear factor with their young quarterback and Joe Burrows. Um, and the connection that he has with Javar Chase is exceptional. Uh, the Joe Mixon factor is looking really, really, really good. So I'm expecting uh, to see some really good football from this game, I think it's going to be it's going to be tough for the Raiders. Um, the late game and a, a quick turnaround uh, coming to cross country, uh, but that's why you got to do what you got to do in the regular season, so these opportunities don't come at you. Uh, let's see here, Coach Mike Tommy, how many watts does it take to win a Super Bowl? Um, I'd like for it to be one because the other watt doesn't get used. But uh, my statement is, uh, you need a wad in your life. <laughs> if you want, to, if you want to be successful, you need a wad in your life. Uh, T.J. Watt is probably one of the the main reasons why um, the Steelers are um, in the position that they are. 
because he is able to muddy up a football game to allow them short field opportunities where the five and out uh, for Ben Roethlisberger can be effective. You know what I'm saying? Um, so giving them a short field doesn't make them have to go 80 yards with a subjective um, running game and a um, unmobile, unmovable statue behind a, a very um, green, wet behind the ear offensive line. So that is my take on that. So we go back to this game. Um, yeah, I like Cincinnati in this game. I like Cincinnati in this game, uh, 31-17. Um, I think they're going to be pretty dominant. I think they're going to sling, sling the ball around. He's getting yeah, Joe Burrow's getting very well at hitting the, up the middle field with his ties in, which allows him that one-on-one on the outside with Javar Chase. Uh, like I said, Joe Mixon is, is handling, you know, getting three to four yards a carry. So I think uh, Cincinnati, um, is they're going to get past this round. Um, after that, I'm not really quite sure. But um, I think they get past the Raiders. And like I said, I'm going 31-17. So next game up, this is the eighth, the eight fifteen game on Saturday, uh, CBS. Uh, the line right now, like I said, the line is going to change. It's four for Buffalo, 44 is the over-under. Um, I'm sure it's going to change by the time we get to the games on Saturday. Um, this one. You know what I mean? We've seen this matchup twice already. Um, I think the team split. It's going to be really good. The last time you had uh, um, the Patriots, no, not run the ball, not pass the ball, but three times the whole game. Um, I think that strategy is probably not going to work this time, but the weather is supposed to be shit. So we'll see how that goes. You know, when you got weather like that, you know, the object, the, the more effective way is to run the ball. So, and we already know Buffalo hates to run the ball. I do not know why. So, I don't know about this one. But I'm going to stick with the horses because they got more horses um, that are available to score in many different ways. So, I'm, I'm going to go with the Bills in this one, 24-14. I think they're going to handle that thing back, Jones. Um, this is playoff basketball. This is playoff football, I mean. So, it'll be a lot different, you know, going through the CFP. You know what I mean? So, um I just see how this falls out, I think. Uh, but I like the Bills in this game, 24-14. So we move over to one. Um, this one, this one, this one's interesting. Um, I think this game is going to all play out. We got the Eagles um, traveling to the Bucks. This is the Sunday game. This is the first Sunday game, the 1 o'clock game on Fox. Um, I think it all depends on the health of Jalen Hurts. Um, the Eagles right now have the number one rushing attack. Uh, when it comes to the NFL with, you know, uh, all-purpose rushing yards because of the quarterback and the running backs, I think they're number one in the NFL right now. Uh, but the ability to do that and to maintain that is the, the health of, of Jalen Hurts. So we'll see how that goes. <clears throat> so I would like to reserve my pick to them, but obviously I know I cannot pick it today. But the way that run defense looks with um, – the Tampa Bay Bucks and how strong that they, the Philadelphia Eagles, run the ball. I know they, the Bucks did get a key person back or two key people back on defense that can help out with their run. I'm not sure if it will or not. I'm not sure if the run will be enough or not because um, it's hard to bet against Brady in any scenario situation right now because, I mean, you've seen it, it's proven, it is done. So, um, and he's not playing against Eli, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, but I don't. I think Philly is going to make it um, interesting 
I think they're going to compete, and I think they're going to challenge them. As we can see, the buff, uh, as we see, uh, the Bucks did win games late, but they struggled in these games late, especially when teams hit them hard with the run. And I think Philly's going to hit them hard with the run. But in all in all, I think the Bucks are going to pull it out. Ooh, Dan dropped his picks. I see them now. Um, I see that I feel that the Bucks are going to pull it out um, in the end, 24-20. So we'll go back. Let's see the Raiders. Let's go back up. I'll give you his picks, too. Uh, looks like uh, the Raiders-Bengals game. Uh, Dan went Bengals 24-20. He feels it's going to be a little closer game. He's giving um, that resolve I talked about with the Raiders. Looks like he's giving them a little more um, oomph. I can say. Um, see, back to the Patriots-Bills game. He went Patriots 27-23. Ah, I like it. I like it. Um, and then, obviously, this first game, um, he is not going to go against his team. He put it in all caps. That's hilarious. <laughs> Eagles, 31-27. He thinks they're going to pull the upset. I really wanted to think that this game was going to be the upset. Um, I had it in my mind to pick it. But I, I really have a lot of questions on the health and how healthy um, he will be. I know he's, I know he's not going to not play. Hurts is not going to not play. But how effective is he's going to be is going to be the, my determining factor on that. But as of right now, I'm going to stick with the Bucks at uh, 24 uh, 20. So we move to our second game of Sunday, which is the 49ers and the Cowboys. All righty here. So, um, Cowboys won games late, struggled, you know, against um, good opponents. I think they were one to one against good opponents, maybe one to two against good opponents. They beat up on a lot of inferior opponents in the, in the uh, NFC East. But um, they got a challenge. They got a real challenge here with the 49ers who have been playing good football as of late, won some pretty big games to get themselves in. Um, the scary thing is about this one is um, which Garoppolo we're going to get. Are we going to get the good one or are we going to get the one who is, um, you know, the reason why, you know, he's been subject to a lot of trade rumors and things like that over the past two seasons. So I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, 49ers are a hard matchup for a lot of teams in the NFL because the way that they run the ball and spread the ball around the way that they do, and that defense is coming together. All the pieces are healthy, and they're very, very difficult to score on. Um, flip side, this is almost a must-win playoff game for the Cowboys because it's going to be repeating a scenario that, that we've had over the last, you know, two decades, you know, good Cowboy teams, but they can't um, either make the playoffs or win a playoff game. So um, it's a good showing. You know, I mean, the defense, you know, the defense has carried this team. Is the defense going to be able to carry them through what challenges – that this difficult 49er team um, brings to the table. Um, this is a game that's going to define Z uh, Dak Prescott, I believe. Um, the better Dak plays, um, I think the better chances that they have to win. You know, Dak Prescott, Pollard, that's that's your formula. Dak, this, um, Dak Prescott, Pollard, uh, Minka, uh, Minka Parsons, and um, Diggs on defense. That's, that's your formula. If you want to be able to uh, take out the 49ers, um, let's see. Dan in this game, he took the 49ers 20 to 18. I like that pick. I like it a lot because just like back in 94, 
when I was a member of the Paris Junior College uh, basketball team and the 49ers were playing the Dallas Cowboys um, in the playoffs um, with the triplets, there was no way that I was going to cheer for the Cowboys, and I didn't have a steal or anything like that, so I had to pick a team. So I went out, got my little side piece that was in Texas at that moment, went out, got me a 49ers jersey at the Delks uh, department store, and that's what I wore to the VFW to pick the 49ers 30-20. to 20. <laughs> That's what I got, 49ers 30-20. to 20. So... All right, now we move on to my game, my game, uh, which is the A15 game on Sunday night. I love it. We get another primetime game. Ben gets to end his career on primetime. Yeah, I said Ben could end his career on primetime. I'm not a fool. This is a juggernaut of an offensive team. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers have all holes everywhere. But the thing is, the Pittsburgh Steelers always seem to find a way to muddy up a game and give themselves an opportunity to win at the end. I'm going to tell you right now, if the game is close in the end, I will always put my money on Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin. Um, Mike Tomlin inspires these guys to get them to play ways that you haven't seen before. And I think they're going to be inspired where to play football. It's going to be a dirty, grimy game. And if it's like that, and Ben has a chance, you know, guy who's third most, and uh, comeback wins, the guys who is second most in fourth quarter comeback wins, you know that guy, Hall of Fame, Ben Roethlisberger. If I have an opportunity to put my money on that guy, I am going to do so, and which I am doing. I am taking the Steelers 27-24 to knock out the number two seed in the AFC. And apparently the Dan, the Dan, the Dan feels with me. He agrees with me. He is taking the Steelers 23-21. So he is going the same way that I'm going with a late drive by Ben Roethlisberger and a field goal by the who will become the final remaining B of the Killer Bees, Boswell, for the win. Yes. That's my Jackson voice. But anyway. So there we have it. We both took, picked the Steelers in field goal fashion. And then to end uh, the wild card weekend, we have the Cardinals and the Rams. Um, Cardinals struggling. Rams aren't playing much better, but the Rams look better than the Cardinals to me. Both of these teams split. The Rams look better the last few meetings. Um, this is the obviously the Monday night game, ESPN A15. Um, I jumped on board with the Cardinals twice in a row uh, for seasons, thinking they're going to be a little better than what they showed. They Good start of seasons, but fizzled towards the end. And I think they're still fizzling. I think they're still fizzling. Um, I'm going to go Rams, 28-21. Rams, 28-21. Uh, Dan is going to go Cardinals, 23-16. So there you have it. Those are our picks. Um, I do have the lines up here, but those lines, you know, are going to change when game times come up. So I will change those lines once I post our picks again, um, for those particular days that those games are. So there you have it, folks. That is, um, episode 34, uh, NFL wildcard and national championship champion. 
So uh, it's been great hanging out with you guys for the last 53 and a fourth minutes. I uh, just love getting on here and talking sports with you guys. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate it. Uh, but make sure you check some of our other shows that we got going on. Uh, the, the Lion is back doing his interviews with um, the Combat Zone for um, and his bare knuckle things. Um, 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 Steven is super kicking it with Steven is, is ramping up for his, you know, his, his early season. I think WrestleMania is the next one coming up here. So he's getting into his, his wrestling thing real good. You know, check out Monica. If you're feeling down and you need some positive, um, quantum lifting, check her out with quantum inspirations. Um, uh, let's see. And then you got myself and the big man in the middle, big storm on Sundays for the state of basketball and returning after year hiatus uh tommy boy is back with checkers and records and we got a new member to the family the source uh we've had him on the show uh here a couple of weeks ago when we did our football uh roulette table so um great to have him on board so check those guys out on tuesdays for anything that shifts hard dries fast and keeps the rubber on the road Bam! I nailed it. And they're not even watching. I hate all of you. <laughs> Just kidding. So uh, make sure you check those guys out. Um, and if you want to check out any of our past shows, you can check them out on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Check them out. They're all there. Or you can hear us audibly on all of your uh, favorite podcast platform, Apple, Google, uh, whatever all those are. You can check us out there. So uh, for – and then if you were – let's see um, – and so you can check out the website, bwsports1.com. Yeah, bwsports1.com. Check this out there. And if you are, um, check out all our social media page, you know, if you have any voiceover, would you like to see this voice sell some of your product? Because you know I could get it done for you. But if you want to uh, hear some voiceover video and auto editing, visual and audio projection, broadcasting, live events, promotions, and more, just hit us up. Info dot bw sports at one at gw uh, uh just forget start it all over info dot bw sports one at gmail.com check us out uh speaking for the guys in the network myself uh the lion this is the dukes of football wednesday night live we love you bw sports one holler i'm out maybe not because i can't find the right button there it is deuces <laughs>